When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's fantasy football season, boys and girls. We're heading into July, which means training camp is hot on our heels. So we're going to be breaking down our tiered wide receiver rankings today. We're going to be talking about guys like Tyree Kill. What are we doing with him? Where should you be looking to draft him? We're going to talk about all of that and more. Let's ride. Welcome back to the show. Again, today we're going to be talking about our wide receiver rankings, so let's just jump right into it. And as I mentioned, these are tiered rankings. So in my tier one, we have Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Stephon Diggs. Tier two, we have Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans. Tyreek Hill is in my tier, starts off my tier three with Michael Pittman, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, and T. Higgins. Robbie, you have Cooper Cup, Jefferson, Chase, and Diggs in your tier one with CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, and Michael Pittman in Tier 2, with your Tier 3 going T. Higgins and Tyree Kill. I will say this. I am surprised you have Tyree Kill at 12. I thought you were going to be in the Cody uh, tier of having him as a wide receiver, too. However, what is your thoughts on Tyree Kill this year? And I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, man. Uh, right there on that fringe, right? He just sneaks in as a wide receiver one. So we don't have to have that big debate. We'll keep it to uh, that for another video. So I think when we talk about Tyreek Hill, we have to look at what happened last year and then the new situation, right? Because everything has changed for him. Last year, he gets a 25% target share out of a 637 target pie, right? So a big pie. They threw a lot. Um, from the best physical quarterback that we have in the NFL who has a career 6.4 touchdown rate, and he was the wide receiver six. So to repeat that, right, best quarterback in the NFL from a physical standpoint, seventh most in targets in the NFL on a large target share team, uh, second most uh, in pass attempts per game at 39.8 or something like that. And then he catches nine TDs from this quarterback who has a 6.4 rate. That's uh, really two percentage points above the average for quarterbacks. And all of that, and he's just a middle-of-the-road wide receiver one. So now we get a downgrade in quarterback. I like Tua. I am a Tua guy, but there is going to be a downgrade when you go from Patrick Mahomes to most other quarterbacks. I think he can be successful, but regardless of that, he's a downgrade. That touchdown rate from 6.4 drops all the way down to a league average with 4% with Tua. Now, can he jump that up because he has one of the better wide receivers in the NFL? Sure, but I don't think it's going to quite jump up to a Mahomes rate. The yards per attempt also drops off by about half a yard when you compare it to Mahomes' worst season um, in yards per attempt, which actually was this last year. And it goes down a full yard when you compare it to just Mahomes' average. So we're going to not only see the touchdowns potentially go down, but the overall yardage per catch um, go down as well. We also have to look at the Dolphins from from an offensive schematic standpoint, right? So last year, the Dolphins threw the ball four times a game less than the Chiefs did. But then they bring in a head coach who was the 49ers offensive coordinator on a team that was the second least 
passing team in the NFL, only behind Seattle, right? So you go from losing only four passing attempts a game to probably more than that. We're probably talking about six, seven, eight attempts per game, which is actually a lot, guys. We're talking about uh, nearly 100 plus over an entire year, right? So add that upon Tyreek Hill now splitting uh, a target share with Jalen Waddell, as opposed to maybe Miko Hardman, Sam, uh, Sammy Watkins, right? That's a, a huge difference in talents uh, because Waddell set the rookie record in receptions. Um, and that was with, you know, Gasecki and Parker, right? So there's just a lot going against Tyree Kill repeating here as a top end wide receiver one. Can he still be on that fringe? Yes. And that's why I've got him right there. I'm going to probably mix and match him around as a low end wide receiver one and a high end wide receiver two as the offseason continues. But I think he looks more like a Tyler Lockett this year where you have some boom games when Tua hits and they're on and you're going to have some some bust games as well. And that's just not the Tyree Kill that we're used to. But I think that's the Tyree Kill that we're going to have to get used to here in 2022. So I get the argument for against Tyreek Hill the people that people are making and the one you, you're making. The the thing with him is though is that we've seen him in offenses that aren't a Patrick Mahomes offense. We've seen him in an Alex Smith led offense that is very much a game manager, you know, offense, right? And he still was a wide receiver one. Like the guy is so dynamic after the catch, the way he can create for himself. I do think you see them utilize him more, much more as a deep threat, which he wasn't as much last year because of the way defenses were playing them. And so I, there's just no world I can see where he doesn't finish as a wide receiver one this year outside of injury uh, because he is just so damn dynamic. We've seen him in multiple offenses. It's not just the Patrick Mahomes-led offense. You know, it's not like it, it really took Patrick Mahomes to unlock him. I mean, he was already fully unlocked last year. And while, yes, Jalen Waddell is, you know, obviously is there, but I think both of them are going to be the prime target getters from this offense. Yes, Mike Kosicki will mix in, but, I mean, past that, we're talking about guys like Cedric Wilson and, and stuff like that, Devontae Park is gone so i think i think you'll see tyreek and jalen waddle be the target hogs and you have two guys with that kind of speed i think you see them utilize them differently where it was mind-blowing that they that the way they used jalen waddle last year as a very short intermediate guy who guy who has that kind of speed so i think with with, with this kind of speed they have now i think you see much more deep threat deep shots from a guy who tua is a good deep ball passer so i i'm just not all that concerned that he's going to experience some sort of big drop off um you know in 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 2022 in this offense. So, so anyways, I want to talk about a guy in Stefan Diggs who I don't feel like he's getting his fair shake as being a, a true threat to being the number one wide receiver this year uh, in this Bills offense. And uh, while, yes, he he did experience a little bit of a drop-off and what we, he did the prior, prior year, 20 and a half, 20.5 fantasy points per game in 2020 compared to 16.8 in 2021, which was ninth most among all wide receivers. But when you look at a guy like Stefan Diggs, I mean, he's still a, a, a major target threat last year. I mean, even though he only had uh, 164 targets last year, uh, which was fifth most among all wide receivers, I still think there's a there's a ceiling there of 180 targets there for him. Uh, they did lose some pass catchers this year. No, no, no Cole Beasley, no Emmanuel Sanders this year. Yes, uh, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of people are projecting, and myself included, you know, uh, Gabe Davis probably going to see more targets than what he typically sees. But, I mean, past that, I mean, that's kind of who they have in Dawson Knox. And so there's definitely still the possibility. I mean, he was already 28.9% target share last year. 
So it's possible that that you know he bounces back even more so to a little bit more to where he was last year. I mean, he still had twelve hundred yards and ten touchdowns last year. You know, and paired with one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not the best. I mean, the fantasy quarterback league. I mean, there's definitely an argument to be had there with him. Second in red zone targets, seventh in deep uh, deep targets as well. So. But he just seems to be like not the hot name, right? Like it's Jamar Chase, it's Justin Jefferson, it's Cooper Cup, and you know Stephon Diggs is kind of being left by the wayside here. And I think it's a little bit of a mistake. I do think he has the wide receiver one upside, and so that's why I have him in my tier one. And if people might look at it and say, "Well, why is Jamar Chase not in your tier one?" And my own only concern is the fact of all the other pass catchers that are there. T. Higgins, he's still gonna have to fight with guys like T. Higgins. Uh, you know, Tyler Boyd to some to some extent as well. And so, you know, is, you know, not that I don't love Jamar Chase, but I don't know if he truly has that like elite level wide receiver one upside, right? Mm-hmm. Like guys that get that are the guys like Cooper Cup who get an absurd amount of targets, almost 200 targets for him last year. Devontae Adams the year prior, like these guys who can get that 190 target plus upside is how you get how you get unlocked to be the wide receiver one. And I just don't know if a guy like Jamar Chase has that. Like Jamar Chase has other ways to win, obviously, but not that I like again, this isn't a, a knock. I'm not saying it don't draft Jamar Chase. I love Jamar Chase, but I just don't think he has that true elite ceiling that I'm that that you're looking for as the number one wide receiver off the board. And I think Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, and Cooper Cup all have that upside. And I just don't know if Jamar Chase truly has it. And so that's why I just have him just slightly below him in tier two. All right, let's keep it moving here. Let's jump over to the wide receiver twos. And we're going to kick things off. Mine, tier four, is Deontay Johnson, Darnell Mooney, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Marquise Brown, Cortland Sutton, Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks. And then you have DJ Moore starting off tier five for me, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Williams, and Jalen Waddell. And then for you, you're still in your tier three. Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddell, Brandon Cooks, Debo Samuel, Chris Godwin, uh, Marquise Brown at 20. And then you have tier four, Juju Smith-Schuster, Rashad Bateman, Mike Williams, and Adam Thielen. Uh, wrapping up your, your, your top 24 wide receivers here. And so, Robbie... Uh, talk to me about Brandon Cooks here, who I think is uh, just continues always every year is just being undervalued. And I know Walido, if you're watching this, you're gonna love it. Yeah, w- Walido just sent sent us a, a, a big super chat. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, no, I mean you, you hit on it, right? Brandon Cooks, uh, perennially underrated, right? We I think we need to move over Robert Woods. You know, move over Tyler Lockett, Allen Robinson, whoever these other names of underrated wide receivers. No, there is a new uh, stamp, the number one underrated guy year in and year out. It's going to be Brandon Cooks for me because the Texans were the bottom team, not like 30th, not 29th. They were the worst team in passing yards per game. They were terribly bad. According to Sharps football stats, they were only better than the Giants in terms of offensive team success, which basically is saying, hey, how, how are they as an offense? Just being uh, successful as an offense, they were second worst, right? Didn't do anything. And so what do we have? Just Mr. Consistent, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, year after year, every year that he's healthy, Brandon Cooks. And I think what what kind of sucks about Brandon Cooks' season in 2021 is we kind of remember these highlights of the the down-the-field catches, right? Like he had some really good deep bombs, but those were not uh, the the standard that we're used to seeing, right? This 2021 season, he was a short – um, route runner, 
He was a short A dot player with uh, the lowest of his career with only 10.5. He's with a, a rookie third string quarterback, so it kind of makes sense. So can Davis Mills take a step forward here in year two? Can the offense get uh, some other talent around them and, and get some semblance of success so they're not second worst in the NFL? Can a guy like Nico Collins or John Mechie or Brevin Jordan step up and kind of take some, the uh, you know some some targets uh, to which would actually help uh, Brandon Cooks? I think it helps that efficiency. So we we go through all of that with Brandon Cooks, and he's still the wide receiver twenty through all of that nonsense last year. He's still the wide receiver twenty nine, uh, the wide receiver nineteen in points per game. He was the wide receiver 17 the year before that. Basically, every healthy year, he's 19, 16. He was ninth in 2016, 19 again. Like, he's a top 20 wide receiver year in, year out. But for some reason, our ADP has him below that, right? They have him outside the top 20 wide receivers. But I absolutely think that he has top 15-ish potential. So that's why I'm ranking him there. Yeah, so, I mean, Brandon Cooks, I mean, he's somebody that I just don't think he's a sexy name on a, on a- bad offense so people aren't going to value him as much as people probably should i think he's a safe name i think he's somebody that you can count on as like a solid wide receiver three on most weeks and you know we saw it with his upside so yes i i agree he is being undervalued for where where he is going right now so anyways speaking of a guy who i think is being undervalued and that's deontay johnson and i think people are treating him like that he you know i i get it that mitchell trubisky is now the quarterback but like again we're talking about Big Ben, who could not throw the ball downfield, who could not throw the deep ball, who could not do anything. And I think people look at Deontay Johnson like he is this just this short intermediate route target, and he's not. Like he is a somebody who wins in all quadrants of the field. He is somebody that can be a deep threat. But the problem is they did not have a quarterback that could do that, uh, you know, uh, on a consistent basis. Last year, he had a 77.5 percent. Uh, catchable target rate, which was 40th among all wide receivers, despite the fact that he still was 17.8 fantasy points per game last year. 35% market share of air yards was 15th most among all wide receivers as well. He was second in targets, and targets are earned. Targets, you know, and so that is something that people really should be taking a look at when you're talking about these guys because, you know, you, you earn your targets, right? And he's somebody that was second in targets last year. And while, yes, um, you know, he was still uh, eighth in fantasy points per game last year and eighth, uh, he's wide receiver eight overall, but people are treating him like he's just a, some run-of-the-mill wide receiver too, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't think that he is going to lose targets targets if he does it's, it's, it's a small drop off but I don't think this offense changes that dramatically from what it was last year with Big Ben in terms of but now you have a quarterback who can throw the deep ball who has an arm who can do that and and Mitchell Trubisky um and so I love Deontay Johnson and he is going undervalued people are undervaluing him because of his you know because I really actually don't know fucking know why, to be honest with you, because it doesn't make any sense. He has proven year over year that he is a hashtag good wide receiver, and it doesn't make any sense why people are so much lower on him, uh, at least consensus-wise. Uh, his, his ADP doesn't match up for the guy that he is. He should be a guy that is going borderline a top 12 wide receiver. I am at 13. I, I very well probably will end up having him as a wide receiver one. Um, as as things go by, because it just doesn't make any sense. Yes, they added George Pickens as a third wide receiver, but there's no guarantee that he's going to come out. I mean, George Pickens was somebody that was a very raw prospect coming out anyways, and so there's no guarantee where he's going to land. Pat Fryermuth is still there, but uh, I just think that he is definitely going to lead this team in targets once again, and I think now he has a quarterback that can actually hit him deep, that can actually hit him on these deep routes, because uh, you know he showed last year, like in Matt Harmon's reception perception, that he is a terrific 
deep ball wide receiver in terms of running those routes and everything. It's just that they just didn't have a quarterback that could get him the damn ball, which is why he had an 8.2 average depth of target last year. So uh, Deontay Johnson is being massively undervalued as a guy who can, who's, who I think is definitely gonna, still going to finish as a wide receiver one again this year. And it just doesn't make any sense to me, but I digress. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I like that. I, I think you're you're in the the one camp that says, "Hey, it's the talent. We don't care about the the amount of volume that he got because he earns that volume." Um, and then there's some other in the camp that says, "Hey, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Some of that volume is going to go away. They're not going to throw at the same rate." Um, so yeah, we'll have to see how it how it shakes out. All right, so my uh, kind of wide receiver two flex fringe guy is Adam Thielen. I think we were forgetting about Adam Thielen because he does leave um, towards the end of the season with a calf injury. Uh, we we lose to an ankle injury. I kind of plagued him from week thirteen on, and then they're gonna have the the, the guys are gonna have the the age question of him, right? He's going into age thirty two season. He's gonna have that drop off, right? He's not gonna be great. There's some uh, concern about him that I'm just not gonna be on the same train as, because when we see drop off, we see it in terms of yardage and, and in terms of catches. But Adam Thielen isn't a a, a large yardage guy right he's not racking up yardage he's not racking up a ton of catches he's just super super efficient with the yards that he does get the one thing i do think that will continue with adam thielen is that touchdown rate and that's what's going to save him and i don't think that's something that drops off uh with age because you don't have to be a fantastic athlete to just get open in the red zone which adam thielen does he has seen a 13.7 touchdown rate over his time in minnesota with kirk cousins so even if Thielen sees a, a reduced role uh, in, with that age 32 season. Uh, he only gets maybe, you know, 70 receptions for 750 yards. His touchdown rate with those stats is still going to net him about nine, eight, nine, ten 10 touchdowns, which gets him, if you do projections, right on that fringe wide receiver two flex option. So people have him a lot lower. They have him at wide receiver 30, 32. And I think he's being discounted way too much for him getting into that age 32 season. You can, t- you can take the discount, but just understand that he – has been such a solid TD producer for four seasons now with Kirk Cousins that there's no reason to think that that's going to change anytime soon. They didn't bring in anybody um, to take that away, right? And so I like Adam Thielen as a really good value there as a flex wide receiver. Um, Anyways, let's keep it moving here. I want to talk about Terry McLaurin, who um, is just being undervalued. Like I I get it, and I know the concerns with him is that he's never really hit the – 
he's never really hit in terms of fantasy production. Like he's never been somebody that's just kind of come through. Like if you look uh, in his three years, he's been in the league. The highest he's ever finished in fantasy points per game is 20th at 14.9 fantasy points per game. Last year, he finished with 12.6 fantasy points per game, you know, in an offense that was led by Taylor Heineke. I know we were all excited for getting Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, the, you know, the gunslinger back there, but that never came to fruition because of an injury. But, I mean, he is still somebody that has back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He hasn't been somebody who has a large touchdown number either. The most he's ever scored was seven, which was his rookie season in 2019. But he has back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. And he also was, uh, you know, 24th in yards per out run last year. But listen, with him, my thing is this. is One, we have seen uh, Carson Wentz can definitely support a solid wide receiver too, right? I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one. But I damn sure think he can be a very solid wide receiver too. Yes, they added Jahan Dotson there, you know, through the draft this year in the first round. Curtis Samuel is still there. I understand all those things. But I think I still think that that Carson Wentz is the type of quarterback that's going to absolutely lean on somebody. And I think Terry McLaurin is that guy if he doesn't get traded. I don't expect he's going to get traded. But he was still a borderline wide receiver too last year. He finished 25th overall at, uh, in fantasy points last year. He uh, finished 25th with 213 last year. Um, I, I think this offense can actually be better than what it was last year. You know, I, I, as crazy as it sounds, uh, obviously Carson Wentz is an upgrade over Taylor Heineke, how much is negotiable. But I just think that people are, are kind of leaving him for dead and people just don't want any part of him because of the offense that he's in. This is still, in my opinion, in terms of just and just um, and just in terms of talent, he is still one of the better wide receivers in the league. It's just he has been paired with really bad quarterbacks in his career, and not that Carson Wentz is you know some massive upgrade. It's still an upgrade regardless. He's somebody who had a twenty five percent target share last year in their offense, one hundred and thirty one targets. I think it wouldn't be surprising to see him go up higher than that. He was fourth in total air yards and second in market share of air yards last year among all wide receivers, also second in deep targets last year, but he had a 70% catchable target rate, which is fucking terrible, uh, I might add, which is 70th among all wide receivers last year. And so, uh, yes, um, while you, you, we can have an argument of how, how much of an upgrade it is going from Heineke to Carson Wentz, I still think it is a big I still think it is a big upgrade for him. And so you can get him if, if you can I mean even if I could get him as my wide receiver two, I feel I feel good with it. But I mean it's possible you could get him as your wide receiver three, and I would feel great about that. So I just think he's being undervalued relative to where he's going. But let's go ahead and jump over to the wide receiver threes and uh so we can get this thing wrapped up. And my uh, so starting off for me in tier five, very small list of Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, and Rashad Bateman. And then from there, my tier six is Gabriel Davis, Eli- Elijah Moore, Russell Gage, Jerry Judy, Alan Lazard, DeAndre Hopkins, Drake London, Chris Godwin, and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. And then Robbie, uh, to finish up your tier four, you had Jerry Judy and Darnell Mooney in that tier. And then in tier five, it's DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Drake London, Christian Kirk, Gabe Davis, Devontae Smith, and Alan Lazard. So, Robbie, you want to talk about DK Metcalf, who I don't know if you're going to say glowing things about him, but I I can say at least from my perspective, we're very close. I have a 26, you have a 27. I just don't know truly what to do with him because on one end, I think it's possible that he – We've seen Drew Locke, who is likely the quarterback, or Geno Smith, I guess, could still be the quarterback there. 
We've seen Drew Locke be able to support a wide receiver. He did it with Cortland Sutton um, a couple of years ago where Cortland Sutton played very well. And obviously I think DK Metcalf, um, you know, might be a better wide receiver than what Cortland Sutton is, or I think that he is a better wide receiver than Cortland Sutton is. The problem is it's a low volume offense. The offense could be absolutely trash. Tyler Lockett's still there. There's just so many question marks. It just makes it really tough to trust DK Metcalf. Yeah, man, I hate being the low guy uh, on, on DK Metcalf. I, I hate being low on him in general. Uh, he's a certified baller. Uh, he just, the competency at quarterback, I think, is super important for his wide receiver skill set. I think for two reasons. One, he's a fantastic A dot wide receiver, right? Like he is getting yards down the field. He is getting 15 and a half yard or yards per catch uh, as kind of his average year in, year out. He was second in 2020. And I go back to 2020 because that was the last year with a fully healthy Russell Wilson for the entire season. He was second in air yards third in deep targets, 10th in red zone targets, and 12th in yards per target. So uh, we can see that he's a certified baller because he gets down the field, gets deep on, on his receptions. But then the, the other side of it is that uh, the touchdowns, right? He, he's he's also a touchdown machine. He's, he's third in his touchdown rate with 6.2%. Now, if we remove Russell Wilson from that equation, that goes to Geno Smith, like you said, Andrew Locke, and they are both 3.4, 3.5 TD percent rate guys. They're 6.9, 6.7 yards per attempt guys, and they're 59% accuracy guys. And so <clears throat> you're going from Russell Wilson, who's top 10 in just about every single metric from accuracy to TD rate to red zone completion, red zone accuracy, all these things to guys who are just bottom of the NFL. And that's going to hurt uh, DK Metcalf on the touchdown side and uh, on his yards per reception. And so unfortunately, I can't view him as a wide receiver two or even the wide receiver one that we saw him in, in 2020. So um, he's just outside that range for me. I do think he's talented enough to have some boom weeks, right? You said he's had some success with Geno Smith. Drew Locke have success with a Cortland Sutton, but it's just not going to be enough to be consistent enough to be a wide receiver two. Yeah, and, and I'm just going to finish this out with my last guy, Allen Robinson. And, and Kev, I, I just want to throw out last year. I just want to throw it away. You and I kept on saying, hey, it's going to get better. It's going to get better on all these start-sit shows. We were like, no, 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 just wait. It's going to get better. It never did. I want to pretend like he got injured last year. Now he's totally recovered. He landed with the Super Bowl champions who were fifth most in passing, second most in passing TDs last season. If we had just that scenario – where would you rank Allen Robinson? I feel like we would rank him, you know, as a locked in wide receiver too, right? Like there, there should be no reason he shouldn't be going where Robert Woods normally would go, right? Like wide receiver 16-ish. I kind of want to do that, but I don't have that much goal right now. So I have him right there near a top 24 wide receiver. And I might just bump him up each time we talk about him because I love the talent. We've said every single year it's going to be the best quarterback he's ever played with, but it's now like a chasm difference, right? It's not like the slight upgrade, slight upgrade, slight. No, no, no. He's going from uh, all the quarterbacks he's had to Matthew Stafford and, and just the offensive system in general, right? I just said it, fifth in passing yards, second in passing touchdowns. That's really, really enticing, right? If we had a healthy Robert Woods or a healthy OBJ the entire year, if they were just one person, like that would have been a wide receiver two locked. And so I think we need to be talking about Allen Robinson a lot more than we are. I'm higher than consensus on him, and I don't even think I'm high enough on him. So I do think he's going to probably eventually work his way into a top 24 guy for me. What say you? 
I already have him as a top 24 guy. I think I have him at 19. So, like, I, uh, I you're I, there. I, yes, I'm already there with him. I think people are, uh, you know, viewing too much of last year and, and discounting him. And hey, you can get the discount, take it all day, and you're going to win. And then I want to wrap this up, and I want to talk about Chris Olave, who, um, you know, it's funny because how things have changed, right? Because, or uh, like, if you've been following along with us for uh, long enough, you know, during the draft process, I was uh, much, much lower on Chris Olave than what most people were. And uh, especially Robbie. I know Robbie was very high, Chris Olave, and I was very, uh, very low on Chris Olave compared to where everybody else had him. But the, the thing is, the situation he's in is in fantastic. He's in a fantastic spot, right? He's in an offense where he very well could be the wide receiver one of this offense. Like there's been a lot of great reports out of camp or out of the mini camps that he's been in OTAs and all that stuff of how good he's looked. And right now, I mean, Michael Thomas still isn't practicing. Maybe he practices in training camp. We'll see, but this is starting to look like a situation with Michael Thomas that maybe he doesn't even want to fucking play football anymore. And he's just dragging this thing out so he can get paid and get, and get his money. He is an older wide receiver. I don't know if that's 100% the case, what's going on, but it just kind of feels like it, considering he is, hasn't played in so long and he's still not practicing yet. We'll see on Michael Thomas, but there's definite concerns there. And then past that again, there's nobody else there. Obviously, they brought in Chris Olave to be that guy, and we know he is a tremendous route runner. He definitely has the wheels to be a deep threat. And with a guy like Jamison Winston, who's getting healthier and healthier, like there is a there is a lot of reason to like Chris Olave. And while everybody else likes a guy like Drake London, who has who has competition with a Kyle Pitts, or you know, if you want to, you know, Garrett Wilson. But I mean, that is a situation where there's so many uh, mouths to feed there. You know, one with you know, you have the last year's Elijah Moore still there. You have all the tight ends they brought in. How much of a passing offense is this going to be this year? So there's a lot of concerns there with that team, you know, with Garrett Wilson. So to me, it kind of lines up for Chris Olave being kind of an easy pick as being the number one rookie wide receiver, but that's not the way he's going to get, he's not going to get drafted. Drake London is definitely going to go ahead of him. And so, I mean, if he's a guy that goes ninth, 10th, 11th round, I'm going to be smashing Chris Olave, who could end up being the best wide receiver of this class uh, for this year for at least for 2022. So absolutely love Chris Olave, where he's going. I think he's a smash value. And I think he's somebody, you know, if you can take some futures on as being the rookie wide receiver, you know, the, the, the I, I think I would go with Chris Olave. So there's just so many things that align for him that really make him such an easy, easy play, such a, a clear path to targets. At worst, he's the wide receiver too. But I think there's a much better chance he's the wide receiver one. So grab Chris Olave wherever you can. I appreciate everybody checking it out. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Let us know what you think about the rankings, where what we got right, what we got wrong. And we will catch you on the next one. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.